Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Maker's Viewpoint Podcast. This is episode 11. My name is Dylan, and I'm joined, as always, by Chris from Toolify. Hey, everybody. And Justin from You Can Make That. Hey, guys. So, Justin, what have you been up to since last week? Uh, last week? Hmm. Bunch of stuff. I finished school, graduated, done with that. <laughs> um, finished high school, that is. Um, now moving on. Uh, I didn't get too much stuff done. Um, I spent all day last day, all day yesterday, finally cleaning the shop, getting back out there. Um, just rearranging stuff, being able to finally use it. I have a bunch of projects lined up, and I know we always say that, but I actually do. And then um, I finally got my CNC up and running, my new one. And uh, I spent about till 2.30 in the morning on a hangout, <laughs> just chilling with other guys on, on the Facebook forum, wiring it up and getting it all done. Uh, 2.30 in the morning, my time it is. And then, uh, yeah, I finally did the first cut today and um, totally failed. And it, it ripped it right out, didn't use any tabs, even though it said it was going to use tabs. And I'm sure it was an error on my behalf, and that's what you get. It's total karma for not watching it. I just kind of clicked go and let it go and would pop in on it. And uh, it cut fully through my wasteboard, the exact shape that I had in my wood. So I'm going through three-quarter inch wood, and it cut fully through three-quarter inch wood, and then fully through the wasteboard again, um, which is nice because that's you know a brand new nice clean piece, and then you have a chunk taken out. It's a decent size. So that's where I'm at right now. Now we're recording the podcast. Um, anything else that I've done? Uh, I bailed on that tiki pole project I told you guys I was going to do. I started doing it. The wood was way too hard. I gave up. I didn't want to buy anything, so it's gone. <laughs> Did not do that. Um, what else have I worked on? Nothing besides just cleaning, getting everything up and running. Um, I got all my tools back from the client's house I was working at, and I'm just happy that I can finally start doing some projects before <clears throat> I go off to college. Yeah. Chris, what about you? Congrats on, on high school. That's one <laughs> Thank step <you>. closer. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate uh, that. Yeah, and sorry about the CNC. Is oh. it is it easy to, I mean, what is um, it? It's MDF wasteboard? It's MDF, wasteboard, but it's the... But it's got threaded inserts or something? And I just finished putting all the threaded inserts <laughs> in it. Uh, what I'll probably do is I'll probably take that piece, because it's a perfect clean outline, is I'll glue it back in with a piece uh. underneath it. So... It's like it. well. I'll try. We'll see what'll happen. Or, or just upscale it and and then cut a new piece that fits it perfectly. That actually, that I could do that too. Or what if I just leave it open so then I can do like through mortises, right? If I have long pieces, I could just stick it up from underneath. I'll never do through mortises, so it's fine. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never do that. That's not my type of woodworking. I don't even use glue sometimes. It's just screws and nails. So we'll yeah. try that. Not high end, not high end. Yeah. Chris, what I've about you? Been, yeah, I've, I've been doing some stuff. Uh, I guess offline is the best way to describe it, but uh, I got a request to build uh, sort, sort of like a commission, a client thing. Somebody wanted to purchase one of my router templates and they wanted me to build it. So I said yes, and as always, those things take longer than you anticipate. So that's kind of what I've been doing more or less this week. Um, now that's done, and I will shipping it out tomorrow <laughs> yeah that's about it looking forward to getting um getting my hands dirty with more stuff later later this week that's awesome that's really really cool dylan what about you my week uh, has been pretty hectic seems like the last like 
year of my life every single week has been hectic, but this one especially, um, I, I don't even know where to start. Uh, last podcast ended, I said I was had found a van. Well, I purchased it the next day, um, so got that settled. That was Congrats. definitely a big, interesting process that I've never done before, so it's the first thing first major purchase on my own which was uh nerve-wracking to say the least but i have a van now so i bought a uh i bought a 2013 ford transit connect it has 63 64,000 miles on it um got a pretty darn good deal i got it for like 11.3 and uh they're i think it was valued at like 12.4 um so felt really good about that it's like it's it's pretty sweet looking it doesn't look like a builder's van it's like all blacked out and has some sweet rims on it <laughs> it's got it came with like came with like a dash cam they had upgraded the, the stereo system in there so there's like bluetooth and all that kind of stuff and as a backup camera that's sweet. So i actually got a pretty pretty sweet deal on it and I've already been driving it like crazy. Have uh, two, three, three trips planned already with it, so that's cool. Uh, next week, we are headed to Oklahoma. Sky took Oklahoma for the Video Woodworkers event. Um, if, if it's not too late for you, I definitely, uh, definitely recommend you checking that out and coming out and saying, "Hey, there's going to be a lot of us there. Um, there's a lot of really, really big names there. You can go search." Uh, videowoodworkers.com and get all the info but uh yeah so we're headed headed there next week and it's it's two weekends from now i think um now are there the any 23rd. mountains are there any mountains to climb in oklahoma <laughs> oh yeah that's what i was getting to <laughs> <laughs> so we're leaving we're leaving monday instead of leaving thursday because we're driving to uh the wichita uh, State Mountains, which is the like lower west side of Oklahoma, and we're going to go do a two-day backpacking uh, trail across across the Wichita Mountains, which ought to be really cool. Molly and I are going to do it. Um, it'll be her first backpacking experience, which will be cool. And uh, ordered way too much stuff for that this week. Uh, it's all good stuff that I needed that I'll be using a lot this year but uh yeah that was a that was the first well that was the second major hit of the week as far as money goes the first was the uh the van for sure <laughs> and then um and then what else do i have going on so next week leaving going to climb mountains going to um sky took oklahoma uh also this week uh, I've been working on a secret project that I've sort of been teasing on Instagram on my stories. So if you want to see what it looks like, go check that out. Uh, well, it'll be gone now, but maybe I'll have a picture up by now. So, <laughs> but uh, but I can't really talk about it. I just finally read through the disclosure agreement, and I can't talk about it. But uh, it's going to be really cool. Um, I can tell you what I'm building. I can't tell you what it's for though. I'm actually going to build, or I am building, it's pretty much done. It's a coffee table. The base of the coffee table 
is uh, all made from copper tubing, three-quarter inch copper tubing that I've soldered all together. I turned some little walnut feet that go and get inserted into the copper pipe at the bottom. At the top is a two foot by four sh foot sheet of plywood. And then on that sheet of plywood, I did a mosaic tile top with uh, some like faux marble ceramic tile and then grouted it all and then wrapped the whole thing, edge banded it basically in aluminum. So it's just real funky, cool, mid-century modern coffee table. I don't know if I can, I, I shot a video for it for what I'm doing this for, but uh, I'm not sure if I can release like a edited version of that video for YouTube, but hopefully I can. And if I, if I do, then you'll be able to see the full project. I'll be posting pictures of it though, for sure. And then hopefully maybe in a month or so or less, I can tell you what the surprise is. Hopefully it's really good news. And, uh, and, and it will be a really, probably the, the craziest, biggest opportunity of my life so far, if it works out. But that's all I can say. So follow me on Instagram. There's a little plug. To be continued. And, and uh, yeah, and then you'll, you'll be the first to find out on Instagram for sure what all this is about if it goes down. I don't even know if it's going to happen. You may never hear anything else about it. Um, yeah, that's what I've been up to. I know we have a pretty interesting topic today. Yeah, um, so speaking, Justin, speaking you want to take of non-disclosure agreements, right? Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hold, on, hold on one second. I got a, I got another disclosure agreement. So this is like the first time I've sat down all day. I've been doing, I've have, I don't have to, but I did this whole project all today. Um, so this is the first time I've sat down, the first like bit of food I'm going to get. So <laughs> if you're watching this, I'm going to be muting my mic and, and eating food, so... Sorry in advance. Disclosed. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, just a little disclosure. All right, go ahead. Somebody take it away. Chris, you're in the middle saying, sorry, you, you said speaking of disclosure. <laughs> yeah, speaking of other things that require non-disclosure agreements, we're going to talk about sponsors today. And yeah. uh, some of our experiences and thoughts. Um yeah, I don't. Justin, do you wanna? Yeah. Do you wanna start? Um, so, so I'm, I'm still fairly new to the whole sponsor things. Um, but but uh, a lot of times people ask me how I either go. Did they either con sponsors? Do they either contact me or do I approach them? And how I how I do it. Um, usually, I, I when I first started doing it and I was younger, my whole my whole philosophy behind it was. If you're respectful of them, totally, totally, um, just, how do I word this? Totally, like, uh, not abide by their rules, but, like, if you're going to reach out to them, when I used to email them, I'd be like, it's totally okay if you're not interested, and if you are interested, you could send me, like, the minimalist amount of stuff, it's totally okay. Um, looking at it now, I definitely feel that you should. There, There's good aspects for you need to stick up for yourself and be assertive on certain things. Um, whether that being getting paid for sponsor, sponsorship deals or trading equal amount what you think your time should be paid in tools or in equipment. Um, I, I, I haven't personally done anything with getting paid myself. Um, uh, I've, I've, uh, companies have generously donated uh, stuff to me, um, tools and equipment, but 
I've never actually been paid for, for stuff. I've just donated my time in return, which was, in my opinion, I think it was fine. I think that's uh, an equal amount of trading. Um, but what I usually do is I reach out to them. I'll send an email, something in the regards of like, not only is it going to be helping grow my channel and my content, but I feel that it will also um, send my viewers in your direction towards your company, right? If you're being, if you're going to be seeing the products I'm using, and in my case, when I first started doing it, my whole thing was, if you see a, a 15 or 14 year old kid using these tools, I feel like not only will it be a lot less intimidating for your client base, and but if you show a 14 year old putting one together, and who doesn't have a lot of tools, who doesn't have a really expensive shop, people are gonna be like, oh well, I could I could easily get on that. I could I could. I could do that. I could jump right in that. Um, that's how I. That's how I used to look at it. Um, I would say more so now. I can't say that because I'm 18 and my shop has grown to where I have tools that some people do not. So I can't really say that anymore. But I still do the whole. I feel if if people are seeing your products, it's not only product placement, but it's a win-win situation for both of us, whether it being the company and and the content creator. Um, for me, I. I feel it's a win-win because I'm showing the the tools and products that I actually enjoy using. I'm not just putting them out there because I want to or have to, but I truly enjoy them and I think they're good products. Um, and I'll give my honest opinion on them. And and then at the the company gets this feedback and then sees that these viewers are viewing their products. And when I first started, I didn't. When I first started YouTube, I didn't know anything. I didn't know what Rockler was until I started seeing them in videos. Right, I didn't know what their products were. I didn't know the company name. I just saw their products, and if it was, we don't even have a Rockler near where I live. So if it wasn't for YouTube, I would have no idea what that is. Um, and that type of product placement, I think, did really, really well for their company. Um, uh, but, but, I, I guess that's that's what I have to say. Is just, just what I do is I I try and trade my time for giving an honest review and honest opinion of stuff. Then, then. Um, than necessarily getting paid. I know people are are a lot different about that, and I do think at some point in time I will need to start talking to companies about valuing my time. Is it worth getting paid for this type of promotion and such and such? But at this point in time for my channel, I feel like it's not too important for me considering I don't post too much content. Chris, what about you? Or Dylan, either one. Feel free to uh, chime in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well... Uh... What we're talking about at this point is basically how we uh, we go about approaching sponsors and uh, to to effect to an effect uh, cold calling or more more technically cold emailing them just sending an email saying hey uh, this is my media online presence are you interested in having your products pop up over here this is the kind of audience that I'm able to reach see interesting. I, when I have when I have done this with uh, when I've contacted people uh, to to like say hey I'm interested in your product would you um, like to uh, send it to me for free kind of thing and and I've never I, in that case I've I, I haven't asked for uh, money with it I've just I would I would normally ask for the product. Um, I haven't like given them that and, and you're making me think about whether I should be doing this and, and I think it's a good idea um, I haven't given them an explanation of like what benefit they can have like like the way you describe it as oh it's 
going to be really cool to show a young person using this, that, that kind of thing. I've always just said, hey, this is what I do, check it out. But then it's like, I feel you're doing a better job at valuing their time than I hmm. am. <laughs> no, I always so, felt, so, uh, well, so I always felt it's, I'm gonna steal. why should I justify, or why should this, com this company justify sending something to someone who doesn't have a lot of subscribers at this point in time just just i that i would always keep that in my head like this is a huge company i am i could be and i don't know if this is true but in their mindset i could be no one to them right so why should they justify sending or spending time to 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 just send equipment out to me so that's why i always always try to give a reason for it. but i know people at the same time who've never given a reason and they'll get stuff right off the bat but also one key thing i think that i forgot to leave out is have you ever a big topic is have you ever had companies or spam things contact you trying to get you persuaded to work for them and then i feel like that's definitely when you need to stick up for yourself and see how to how to justify your time and pay for a company to to uh for you to give product placement in your video when they contacted you and not necessarily you wanting that in the beginning yeah, that's very true. And yeah, some of them are a lot more aggressive than others in terms of trying to reach out to you. Some will just email you and like, I, I feel bad ignoring emails, but I, I guess in a few cases I've had to. Uh, sometimes I'll just reply and, and to be nice and say, okay, no, I'm not interested. But the 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 issue I've run into there is that I'll 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 reply and even though I say I'm not interested then they're like oh great this person replied because maybe maybe they don't get very many replies I imagine I, I imagine that that kind of mail comes across often uh, very often as, as spam and most people might ignore it but being nice I say no not interested um, and then they'll come back and say, oh, well, are you interested in this or this or this or this? Like they'll list out a bunch of other things that maybe they're able to offer. And I don't know, I, I have to get, a, I have to learn to perhaps ignore stuff like that. Uh, I've had people ask me to, I guess not that unusual at, at the end of the day, like saying it out loud, it sounds really funny that I'm making such a big deal out of it. but. Again, something that I consider aggressive behavior, um, getting people, for, I've had emails asking me for people to add them on Skype once we have a bit of a conversation on email. It, 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 it's silly, but you know, what, what I mean, where I mean to go with this really, um, my actual takeaway is my experiences with sponsors and companies, corporations has been very different from company to company and it's really about seeking out those that are nicer to work with from my perspective uh, those that understand scheduling and understand that it, just because you're gonna send me like something that's you know a $50 product or whatever it may be uh, not to put any fixed value on it but ballpark some relatively inexpensive product just because you're going to send that to me for free doesn't mean it's going to become my top priority and i apologize for going on a rant right now but i've had one really sour experience here just because you're going to send me that doesn't mean it's going to become my top priority and you don't have the uh 
permission to email me like on a weekly basis saying what's what's the status when I had made sure to clearly set the expectation for this particular um, relationship that it would be a few months until the video that I had in mind would be ready. Uh, but anyway, I'm just saying, saying that out loud. And uh, if anyone happens to want to change the topic or has, has uh, suggestions for dealing with that kind of stuff or if you've dealt with that, feel free to chime in. <laughs> I'll go. <laughs> I'll go on my full awkward. my full rant. By all means, go ahead. For sure. Um. Oh, all right. So, I think the first thing I want to say is, when I say sponsored, and I think a lot of people don't don't understand this, and uh, I'm not calling anybody out for this. Some people just don't know this, but it's uh. When, when you say sponsored, it means payment as well as product. And so I see a lot of times, I see a lot of times on on Instagram especially, people get like a drill or something. They're like, I'm sponsored by Rigid. Well, not really. And you, you downgrade the value of that name whenever you do that. Um, so I want to get that out first that when we talk about sponsors or when I talk about sponsors, I mean product plus plus pay. So now with that settled, <laughs> oh guys, I'm 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 really tired. So I'm sorry that I might <laughs> lose my words here. It's okay. All right. Uh, how to order? I want to start with this. I guess I'll start with um, how to approach a sponsor and the different ways to approach one or how you may come across one. So first of all, I want to say though, you should know your place. You should know your value before you ever contact or get contacted by a company. Like, I'm sorry to tell you this, but if you have less than 500 subscribers, you shouldn't just automatically expect people to hand you stuff out for free. Maybe you've got like viral videos and then somebody might. But I would say a general assumption is you could probably get free stuff in that range or free stuff like under two or three thousand pretty easily. Um, but when you start talking about getting paid, you're going to need more than that, at least in my experience. And some people are totally fine with just getting product. And, and the way you should judge that is, is this your full time job? Do you rely on an income from this? What do you plan on getting out of it? And what do they want in return? So, you know, the first question you ask is, is this your full-time job? If it is, you're obviously going to have to get uh, money for it because you can't, you can't feed your kids on free Makita drills. That just doesn't, that doesn't work. But, uh, also, you have to, to realize that what what do they want? Like maybe you're in a position where where you can just you know get free stuff and it doesn't matter to you because it's maybe a hobby and you have a decent audience. But if you have an audience where you're getting, let's say, 
you you have an audience of like over 10,000 subscribers or, or even better yet like over 20,000 subscribers and you're just taking free stuff this is all in my opinion guys I'm pulling this out of my head no one else is really um, if you're just getting free stuff and never asking for anything uh, never asking for money you're really taking value away from yourself especially if you're promoting their product um, in a way that most people will get paid for for me I'm totally cool if anybody sends me anything um, I you know I'm like yeah sure go ahead you can send me anything um, don't expect anything in return from it though I may love it I may hate it um, I may use it I may not who knows and if it shows up if it shows up in a video it shows up in a video but until there is an exchange of of actual money or we've done stuff in the past and I have a very good relationship with you um, don't expect a 30 second ad for your drill I, I don't do that sort of thing because it, it downgrades my value in the future not only with that brand but with many others because what people don't realize is that most bigger brands use uh, third-party agencies and these third-party agencies are all like pretty much connected and they keep all of your data like if you if you can figure out who the third-party agent is you're working with a lot of times you can go search yourself um, and see how much they're expecting to pay you through a bigger brand like it because all these brands they, they pick and choose third-party agencies to go through so like anytime you take less than what you're worth they take a little note of that basically they know that okay last time we paid them five hundred dollars to do this so even though you may change a brand you may be working with the same third-party agency who has all your records of anybody you've worked with in the past um, so you need to keep that in mind that if you're doing that that you could bet potentially be lessening your value maybe yeah, not I mean though they may I mean, if, if you know your if you know your value and they you come back to them and want money later, then they'll you know they'll know your value. But if, if you're already getting paid fairly well and you're proving yourself, maybe you could get you could end up getting more. What were you gonna say, Chris? The advice I I would give is in the event that a, 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 someone attempts to contact you, like a, a third party contacts you, uh, seeking to arrange a cooperation or a sponsorship um, a sponsorship really um, where you will be paid to, to make a video it it may be worthwhile to send a direct message email to the the company and try to get something worked out without the third party involved there there isn't too much risk in actually approaching them right you just sort of say hey I heard you're interested in this kind of thing maybe would you like to work on something and and that way yeah otherwise a third party can take a significant uh, significant cut and I was gonna say I, I was gonna take off the whole on didn't sorry um, but before that mm, even sure. companies that don't use third parties uh, if you're gonna go ahead and email them I'm very specific on who I was gonna send the email to like, even if it just says email help desk or info or sponsorship, most of the time I know that they're they're either not going to look at it too much or they'll just kind of brief over it. Um, 
Yeah. Right. There are some companies that are heavily involved on sponsoring channels that actually understand YouTube and all this stuff, right, that we do in the maker community, and they understand that. And there's other companies that will send you out stuff just because they see that you have over 500,000 subscribers and they want your their equipment put out there. And then you can meet them in person. They'll have no idea who you are whatsoever, right? And and yeah. they'll be like, oh, yeah, whoops, I, I and- whatever. And that's what that's what I was sort of getting at is and Chris, you're probably right in some scenarios, but depending on the size of company that you're you're dealing with, you're working with a with a marketing agency, a third party marketing agency that's made up of like twenty to a hundred people, maybe even like that big. And then they're correlating or coordinating the information back to the marketing team at the other company who is also massive and they're dealing the other the one that's actually for the main company they deal with a lot of stuff they don't have time to to coordinate youtube deals they just really don't it's not i don't think youtube is big enough yet for them to fully in-house take on that and i'm talking about like you know major probably billion dollar companies uh, is what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about like stuff that's small because most of them don't use third party. Yeah. But I do believe that what you're saying, Justin, that th- these people will not know you. That like they're not going to know you because it's somebody sitting at a desk in an office full of a hundred people. Yeah. And then the person that they report to just signs off. Yeah. You know, they're just it's you got to realize. Um, when you're dealing with marketing uh, people, it's their job to make that company money. That is their job. Like your job is to build custom furniture, or whatever it is. Their job is to make that company money. So if you can't show that person how you're going to make that company money, they're not going to want to deal with you or do anything with you because that's you're putting their job at risk. They can't be making deals that are just just because they like you. Um, if, if you're dealing with, with a smaller company whose marketing people are also uh, maybe even part of the business platform as well, like or they have they only have like two or three marketing people and they're like over the entire marketing uh, platform of the company, like they do, you know, the whole nine yards. They're not just solely on social media or just even further either specifically on YouTube, they don't usually do things because they like you. They, they do things to make the company money so they keep their job. So whenever you submit anything, um, like if, if you're reaching out to a company, you need to make sure that you show them your value because you're not dealing with the head honcho. You're dealing with somebody's assistant and maybe even that person's assistant and they're trying to keep their job. So they're not, they're not even going to take the time to pass up something that they can't easily look at and say, hey, there's value here. Like, even if you just send a link to your channel or a link to where they can go find your analytics, they're probably not going to do that because it takes too much time. But if the first number that pops up on the screen is 300,000 views a month, they're like, okay, this is worth checking out. So 
you have to lay that stuff out for them easily and not do I can't stand this one I hear this a lot and I see it a lot where people think that if if they send some company a, a sob story about you know why they deserve a tool um, and less how less how they're gonna make the money uh, make that company money they don't care about that stuff like if you send if you send something to somebody and you're like I'm a 14 year old kid who's trying really hard to do this I don't have any money I need a drill well that might work one out of ten times but for the most part they're gonna say sorry um yeah they're where's gonna be like, the value kid. like <laughs> exactly it yeah it's it is a comp like people don't realize it. it's a business like they don't <laughs> they have to be making money off of these sponsorship deals they don't do them just just for publicity i mean i mean just just for handing stuff out they're doing it to make more money that's the whole point and that's that's kind of so like what i was getting you got right to show them your value. you have to justify it right you have to justify yourself this is a huge yeah. corporation huge company why should they single you out yeah you exactly what you said you could be a 14 year old kid and when i did when i did contact the company i did i was 14 at the time and they totally did exactly what you said i i i did do a sob story i was very trying to be justifiable on why they should but and i wasn't offended by it at all because it's it's a huge co- it was a big company and and they they have no right to send something out to me. I shouldn't feel obligated that I need to get something for them just because I sent an email. It's it's very very true what you're saying, and a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah. That what you just answered is probably yeah, the number one question I get about my channel is people ask, well at the time you were super young, so how'd you do it? Because when I email them, they usually just blow me off or something 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 to those regards. Yeah. You've got, okay, and also you have to, like you were saying, Justin, you have to, this is the whole another segue of, of the whole sponsorship thing. You have to make sure you're talking to the right person. Don't don't send out some generic email to every single contact yeah. form at the bottom of every single um, possible place that you want something from. Yep. <laughs> don't do that. You're not going to get in touch with anybody that you that you need to be talking to you need to figure out and there are ways to do it and i'm not going to tell you how because (laughs) i figured them out on my own you can figure out for yourself this is the golden ticket figure this out on your own and you'll have success figure out how to find the actual marketing employee or head of marketing or any person that has marketing behind their title to the company you want to talk to, find their email. It's out there. It's not hard. There's yep. also places that you can contact their media from that aren't the contact form on the page. If you look a little bit deeper into the page, you might find someone's email that's marketing related. Mm-hmm. Um, that generic contact form is just a massive dump of lost of lost emails that don't ever do anything. Yeah. So make sure, like Justin was saying earlier, that you're sending it to the right person in the right place. And so also I want to talk a little bit about like how to get a sponsor because I know we've that's sort of the topic. Like how do you get a sponsor? Before right? you jump so into that, there's, there's two ways. That, I was going to yeah. say, Go ahead. taking off what you're saying of finding the right person, when it comes time for you to do send that email, I always make sure it's professional but at the same time, personal. Right, you said don't do a generic one. 
You can yeah. use some same phrases that you use in other ones, but never do I ever copy and paste a paragraph in each one because companies will read it and they'll think, wow, this dude just sent it out to any company they can get and they just deleted the name and put a new name in it for the company. I always try and make it somewhat a little bit personal, showing that I actually spent the time to do research on them and justifying again why they should, why they should. And that's that's how I feel that most of the times I get the deals which surprise me that I do. And I don't get too many, right? I have a small channel, and and I, I wouldn't say speaking for other small channels, but definitely for other people that I know have tried doing it who have smaller channels than I do, that's definitely the way I try and jump on it. Sorry, go on, go on, I cut you off. Yeah. And let me say something about the small channel scene, because I know I said 500 earlier, but, you know, we... We were able to, and I'm not going to name names, you know who it is already, but we we were able to show value at between three and 500 subscribers. We were able to show value to a company that we've done deals with ever since. It's not about, it's not about making the one big deal. It's about making a persona for yourself to a company that's likable that they might want to do more stuff with you in the future they may not be able to handle something right now but if you make a memorable memorable enough impact on them maybe they'll do something with you in the future so keep that in mind and it's so that if maybe if you're a small channel i don't really honestly i don't remember how i did this at the beginning because at the beginning i had zero idea what i was doing but if i look if looking back what i would try to do as a small channel is less reaching out for specific products and more reaching out to companies to check you out just to let them know you're there don't have any expectations for them just say hey i'm new to the scene i'm posting weekly videos or whatever it is like make sure you make yourself sound like you're going to be professional about it have multiple videos already uploaded and say hey keep me on your contact list um i've got big plans for this hope you enjoy it maybe sometime in the future um, we can do something that's probably the way i would go if i look back at it again because a lot of a lot of at the beginning was me just meeting the right people and now actually being able to do stuff with them you so, said a very key thing. Your small channel. A very key yeah. thing about make sure you have content uploaded already. You can contact a company and you can have the best spiel you've ever had in your life. But if, if you don't have stuff to show like, here, check out my channel or here, this is some of the work I've done. Why would they want to send stuff to you if they don't even know what you're saying is true? Right. I mean, I also have people yeah. that have content that have that have reach out to me asking, hey, I really want to go for this big name brand company because I see they're doing it a lot of other people. And I'm like, yeah, go for it. They're like, well, is it weird that I don't have a YouTube channel yet? Or I do, I just don't have any content on it yet. You can have subscribers, but if you don't mm -hmm. have anything on it, I think that's a little weird, don't you? I would say what yeah, I always said is wait, sure. a, wait a little bit. Um, even if you yeah. have all the means to reach out to them and you are a very respected person and you can word stuff very well, I would still wait until you get somewhat of a little bit of a following or not even not even a following, just to have content out there showing that you're trying, showing that you're caring, you're doing it weekly or stuff like that. Yeah, and also I want to make a comment about like, because I hear that all the time too about like, oh, especially with some of the people that I work with, but it's like, it's like, oh, they're sponsoring a bunch of people right now. Let me send out 
and then emailed them. And like someone to give a good example of, we haven't worked with, but someone like uh, like Wrangler or something like that. I know they did like one thing at a time where like they sponsored a bunch of people um, to do like, well, th- what those are that you're seeing, that's like a budgeted, like planned way in advance marketing uh, like surge like they plan out like two or three months or maybe even just a month and they just blast out like one new product across like everyone's channel and everyone uploads them at the same time so if you're already seeing them you're probably too late if yeah. it's if it's someone that you're like oh well that's new and now they're sponsoring people they're probably promoting a singular product you know for that one thing so maybe that's a good opportunity for you to reach out not asking for something but reach out letting them know you exist so that maybe most the, the time next I, time they do a promotion, they'll come to you. And I bet you they've met those people ahead of time in person as well, too. Like what you were saying earlier. Yeah. Uh, connections. It's always about connections. You can email them, but if you can find a way to physically meet that company that you're really interested in person, that's your best interview. That's your best bet on trying to get stuff out of them, just making a good yeah. impression. Like you said earlier, I when I email companies, I don't say, I would really like this one specific thing. I usually say I started off by contacting them about here's what I do. If you guys are interested, I would love to hear back from you. And then if they are, then I'll start being like, well, I have this idea in mind. If you guys would be interested in sponsoring it or not sponsoring, if you guys would be interested in supplying it. Right. Because what you said, Dylan, earlier, again, key sponsored is paid promotion. Mine would be just 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 uh, not not like donating product like product placement. Yeah, and, and my comment here would be like that. that it really depends on a lot on the size of the company you're dealing with. I mean, that you, you did touch on this, Dylan, but um, yeah, if you're dealing with like a multi-million dollar corporation, you're going to approach that relationship very differently than you will uh, something that you know is you know, like a family business or if it's run by like a, a, a yeah. one or two people. Uh, very, yeah. very different different way of different yeah yeah and that difference would be on the smaller company side way more personal and on the larger scale way more to the point like this is what like the smallest paragraph you can do whereas the smaller company may be the the bigger paragraph Uh, of a little bit more or like like more substance, less just yeah. numbers there, and there's hey, no let's hard do and something. fast rule. But like maybe with a smaller yeah. company, get to the point of more more uh, craft the vision a little bit more. But with the larger company, just show the value. It, 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 like like just just go to the straight up numbers. Your mark your reach because yeah. that's what the marketing folks care about. I'll tell you, okay, well, I'll say this in a second, but so the two types of two ways you may get sponsored or you're trying to get sponsored, let's say that. Uh, You're looking for a sponsor or one comes to you. That's the two ways. You're either going to reach out to someone or they're going to reach out to you. And that's, you're going to take those two slightly different, um, approach them slightly different because, you know, obviously if you're reaching out to someone, they probably don't know you, um, and you're having to pitch yourself to them. If they reached out to you, they're already interested. They already know everything about you. They're already invested time in you. So there's a difference there in what you're going to do. 
Um, first of all, I want to say this: if you're if you have the question of well, how much do I charge? Uh, whenever one of these reach out to you or you reach out to someone, go to socialbluebook.com, put in your information, look at that number, pick somewhere in, on the low side if you're just starting out or on the high side if you've done deals and actually have um, a portfolio or sort of a, um, uh, what do I, hold on, not a portfolio, a, um, oh, what is this called? A, a test run or you like you have an example of one you've already done in the resume? past that you can show work like said again resume no like a oh gosh i don't know what i'm trying to say someone will get it uh just like you you've done something in the past so you're able to show it to them that hey i've been able to get this amount of numbers for a different company and this is how much they paid so that's you know whatever so anyway, so let's say you, and this is in most cases, especially for uh, channels starting off trying to get their name out there, you're approaching a sponsor. So first of all, I would try to get a smaller company sponsor first. So it's called a case study. You have a case study. Um, yeah. Get a smaller company um, to sponsor you so that you have a case study to bring to a bigger company, okay? So email a company. It's easy to, to realize what companies are small versus big. Um, just go look at their website. Are they promoting their stuff on TV? Uh, is it in the big box store? You know, that kind of stuff. So approach like a smaller company, maybe like a finishing company or something like that and try to get some smaller products. Even if even if your first go is just for product so that you can have a case study to either bring back to that company or to another company, you can do that. But the key thing here is to have a case study because what what's inevitably going to happen may not be the first time but probably be the second time is that you're going to send an email to somebody and especially the uh, bigger companies they're going to go okay awesome sounds great really cool um show me some numbers basically and so you're going to want to have some way to prove to this company your value more so than just views like maybe you have some affiliate links or you have trackable links in some way so you can show that hey I got 200,000 views and I sell 15 of these products a week through my link or whatever um, something like that is really valuable it's not necessary but like you that'll help you out tremendously getting a sponsor so when you reach out to a company write up an email straight to the point the best possible thing you can do is to have a project you are going to do regardless if you're using their stuff or not like you're going to do this project so that and have you know tell them that i am doing this project regardless this is what it's going to be have it all written out how much you're going to need exactly no like hey could you give me some plywood no hey could you give me four sheets of plywood i need this many three quarter i need this many half inch like be specific on exactly what you need um, for the particular project that you're going to do and that'll help you out tremendously because they don't the, the least amount of time they have to spend on follow-up emails the better better for you and better for them so lay everything out short and simple at the beginning uh, that'll help you out a ton 
that's probably my best advice for reaching out to companies other than like I've said before, make sure you're talking to the right people. Now, if they come to you, you are, uh, you're on the other side of the fence. It's, it's a little bit better, uh, it's easier. So if they come to you, they already have an expectation. Um, so the best thing to do is try to figure out what that expectation is. If you're lucky, they've already spelled that out in their first email, but most times they won't. Um, so get all, ask all your questions before you send them a number. Like say someone's like, hey, will you promote this on our channel or on your channel? And we want you to do this, 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 and this. And if they have something that's not listed there, um, make sure you ask that question first and make sure you know everything that's going to be required of you and also immediately right off the bat say this or I do have a current rate of X amount of dollars that I currently charge so say your rate is like 600 bucks so you say currently for a 30 second ad I charge 600 bucks and let's go over all the details and make sure that that fits within that 600 bucks and if it does and you're good and then you move on and and it's easy that way but you can generally charge a little bit more if they come to you um, yeah I don't, I don't know if they come to you it's pretty easy I don't know what else I don't know really any advice to give you if they, if they I've never had a company come to me and it not worked out I will say though that like uh, Chris you've touched on it but like I get probably three or four emails a week from like random companies that don't pertain to anything I do especially but even some that do that are just reaching out on the basis of like hey can we, can we send you a product and you put it in a video um, yeah. and then like I got one yesterday that was like magnetic balls it was like a, a kid's toy and I'm like <laughs> how am I going to put this in a woodworking video and since I've done the fidget spinner video I've gotten no joke at least 10 if not 20 emails from fidget spinner companies wow. wanting me to send like send me like a million fidget spinners and I'm like <laughs> I don't it's I, not if you look at my channel I build stuff I don't like yeah show things off um so you'll get stuff like that and you'll have to filter through that. I mean, you'll immediately know. Like, if it's like a two-line thing of like, hey, we want to send you this, will you put it in a video? It's not yeah. legit. Like, a lot of times they're going to have like, like, set parameters of what they want and like, this is so-and-so from marketing of, you know, X company. And you're going to know if it's a big company, whether or not yeah. it's A, a funny story I have But then somewhere. also... Yeah, go ahead. Also, um, oh man, I forgot. Ah, I'm sorry. Oh, I forgot. Um, go ahead, and I'll, and I'll remember. All right. I was going to say, uh, you said you had the, the thing when you built the fidget spinner. I built a wooden hex nut uh, a couple of years back, I guess. Yeah, uh, around that long ago. And then after that, I got emails from companies wanting to send me like nuts and bolts hardware, just like in the by the pound like it was no like it's that's not i don't need that that doesn't make sense at all i, I don't know i don't know if you ever uh if we, if we talked about this, sorry i had to step out real quick but uh did we talk about it's don't be afraid to get rejected by companies 
because that will no. that will happen. <laughs> and before before we go down that, yeah, yeah, don't be afraid. Before we go down that, I just remember what I was gonna say. Um, if you're new to this whole thing, I mean, you're gonna real, you'll see this as you go. But if you're new to this, um, it, especially with really big companies, yeah, be aware. I'm in a situation right now where I just where I just had this happen. Um, like really big companies that have like a marketing like agenda or policy, they may send you like a 15 page pamphlet of what they're gonna expect, and you better read like every single line of it because oh, yeah. if it's like, let's say like oh, it's a Coke can or something like that, um, in every shot that you hold the Coke can, it needs to be where you can see the full logo because if if you leave off one letter it could be per uh i don't know it could be viewed as something differently like i know when we did the mat we did the mattress sponsorship they're like in no way shape or form cover up one of the four stripes like it has to be four stripes showing on the mattress at all times that any of the stripes are shown because apparently like one of their competitors like came out with one that's three stripes or something (laughs) <laughs> so you would maybe think it's a different mattress. Yeah. And a lot of these companies have stuff like that. Some of them have policies where they're going to want to review what you make before you submit it. They're also going to want to tell you when you need to post it. They're going to want to like look it over and maybe have you re-edit something. Yeah. If they start throwing out stuff like that, your price goes way up through the yeah, roof. Exactly. Like way through the roof. Because what any time that happens, just go ahead and assume that you're going to sit and send like 150 emails back and forth before you ever even get started, and then 150 more before you've ended. And those emails take up a lot of time, a lot of time. And uh, and all that extra of like review, well, like what if they don't like don't like it and they want you to to redo it? Like some companies even have set in place where like if if you were to post something and they didn't review it, they could refute paying you and not have to pay you at all under the contract. And I yeah, know which, several which people sense. who've had that happen on, on yeah, like, like that's on Instagram. Fair to the it makes oh, yeah. sense to a to a point, but they but they hide it in policies. Like when I say that, that was not like disclosed to them. Oh, verbally. it's like hidden in it the was contract. Some, yeah, oh, like, like hidden away. Yeah, oh, God. And I, I know people who've had I that mean, happen. That's like when people um, want to give, like, you know, give yeah, an honest I'm, review. Give an I honest mean, review, and then they'll post it mm. without sending it to the company because they want to give an honest review of the product, and then they'll just be like, well, in the contract, if you actually look close enough, it said. I mean, yeah, at that point, else, I, I, I would really, I, I would not have sympathy for that because, like, for all you know, if you're signing a contract, it could say, if you sign this thing, like, you could be getting a sponsorship for the stupidest product ever. Like, it could be a pair of scissors that someone's paying you to use in your video. And then it could, hypothetically, it could say in that contract, if you agree to the sponsorship, we now own your company or your house or, like, yeah. your car. Like, like yeah. I, mean, well, I mean, stupid things like that are possible. So if, if you don't understand it's... the contract, hire a lawyer to review it. Um, and, and the other piece of advice I want to say, if and someone is approaching you to work on something, don't be afraid to negotiate uh, that that price. And yeah, I mean, we you said if they're throwing in conditions there, like edits and um, review. Well, re- review, I, I think that's pretty standard. But yeah, don't, don't be afraid to I, negotiate. I've only had that happen once. <laughs> 
mm-hmm. once. I don't do that. Like, I literally won't work with a company if I have to do that. I just won't do it. I That bugs me so much because my creativity comes out in my editing a lot of times. And I don't want anybody to dictate my editing more than I... Like, I would rather someone dictate how I build something than how I edit the video. Yeah. That's just me personally, but that, like, oh, I do not like that. And I just did, I just had a con, I just signed a contract with a company to to do several videos, and one of the things is, is that they want to review it. And I literally, like, I, I threw a crazy price at them, and I was like, this, like, this is what, you know, it's going to take for you to be able to do this. Like, I'm not, I don't like doing that because all it takes is for you to say, like, you spoke something, like, slightly wrong somewhere in the middle and then I spend another, like, three hours going back to take that one thing out and then re-editing and exporting and uploading and putting in all the information again. I don't, mm, that's, like, my big pet peeve with stuff. Um, That's my biggest one that I don't like to do. I just feel like, they should trust your content. They, you know, they are able to go watch. Like I've got, I don't know how many videos. I probably have like fifty or sixty videos. They can go watch those videos and figure it out. Um, so, ugh, I don't, I don't like it when companies do that. And but also, Chris, I'll have to say that like to defend people on the contract thing. Two of my contracts now that I've looked at have been like over thirty-five pages, and they're all easily readable. But when you get like 15 pages in on a small print page, you might miss something. Like, so I think a lot of these people get like this 30-page contract agreement things, and it's like skim over the you know whatever section. And that's obviously on them, but like they just they should disclose that stuff. It's it's pretty simple. Yeah, they they should. It's not really ethical on on yeah. their part and and that to me to me is i i so i i've worked with like single digit page contracts i haven't seen anything explode that far i don't know if it's a uh canada versus u.s thing or maybe i just haven't gotten into those kinds of more complex relationships um but yeah i it's hard to say i mean do you have a lawyer dylan or you're still doing your um i don't know how do you handle all those legal things like when you're reviewing a contract when you're reviewing a contract do you you still handle that yourself or do you go through legal uh outsource yeah Yeah. i've i haven't had to yet i've been able to understand every single bit of i haven't had any contracts that weren't understandable so i feel comfortable doing it myself um, but if there ever is a time that I don't understand one, I will definitely spend a hundred bucks for someone to look over it. Um, to, you know, depending on the size of the project or whatever, but I don't like, I don't like working with a company who's going to want that. Like if you're going in that much detail, let's do like five videos because this is going to take like half the amount of time of creating the first video just to create the video right yeah. I, can't, I don't have time for that like i honestly if i start having more of these i'm either gonna have to consider just not taking them at all or figuring out some sort of like 
I hate to use the word agent because I really don't like want an agent, but possibly look into seeing what that would cost to get one. Uh, because right now I'm already like, and I don't even get, uh, I don't get that many deals, but I'm already like overwhelmed with emails and negotiating and all that kind of stuff. And like I've had several things that I've done recently that I didn't know how to price because I've never been in that industry. Um, totally. It's getting to the point where I feel like I might need somebody's second opinion, maybe not full time, but have someone's phone number that I can, you know, use because... Like it, people underestimate how much time that kind of stuff takes. When I go out of town for three days, I've got a hundred emails that need to be looked at and answered, and that's not even including comments and Instagram messages and all that kind of. And I'm not even oh, yeah. like we're not even big. Like I can't imagine what it's like with half a million subscribers. You just I don't think you could physically do it. You would never get a project done. Yeah, I mean, some of them have, like, a whole team behind them, right? So it's really quite yeah. quite impressive. But, yeah. Hopefully those were some useful and helpful uh, things. We went, I think, uh, is deep into the pit of business talk as we <laughs> could possibly go, on, yep. go into on this episode. Uh, but... I hope you hope you guys got yeah. something out of that because I don't even know if I wrapped up what I was trying to say. I, I started and stopped beginning, 15 different things. So. The beginning for me was a little rocky. So <laughs> I hope you guys got it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, we uh, yeah. It, so what should we? <laughs> Sorry. Do you think I that's gonna wrap? Up? Now. Oh, I want to pl- I want to plug something real quick. <laughs> I want to I want to plug my secondary channel. It's called Woodbrew Life, and we haven't uploaded there in a while. But you should definitely go subscribe because we're gonna upload some travel videos, including one of the Oklahoma uh, building events. So we'll actually be building something there and have video of all the guys hanging out and all that kind of stuff. So if you're interested in any of that stuff, go check it out. We plan on. Oh, I got a question for y'all. I, I want to ask y'all this, and we'll continue this conversation in the after show. Um, but if you're watching this on YouTube, like comment below or something. For the van, I've got like a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of videos to make about it, like a ton that I want to do, and I don't know how like broken up I want to get. But do I post those on the Woodbrew channel or do I post those on Woodbrew Life? And y'all don't have to answer that. We'll answer it in the after show but i'm just real confused at how i want to do that because i don't want to switch people back and forth from channels if you know what i mean so let me know yeah. that if if you'll have a preference there because some people may not be interested but i've had like an overwhelmingly good response to the van and building it and stuff there seems to be a lot of people interested all right well with that i'm done i'll catch you guys later <laughs> say with that Dylan, we before we say leave. our patreons Yes. So before Wait. we leave, where can we find you, Dylan? What channel? What you have? A, you have a YouTube channel? Wood, what? Yeah, it's called like Woodbrew. We, you know, according to like every person I ever tell that name to, we apparently brew beer. <laughs> um, so we're under the age and brewing beer. Let's go check us out, Woodbrew. Chris, what about you? Where can we find you? <laughs> you can find me on Tulify, uh, 
across the social media, under the name Tulify across the social medias and on Tulify.ca. Sorry for the tongue twist there. <laughs> Justin. You, you can find me as my name, Justin Levine, on any social media. Uh, and then YouTube, Justin Levine, for you can make that. Um, yeah. Like and Dylan said earlier, we're going to head over to the after show on our go, Patreon we page. We want to thank our new patrons uh, that became patrons <laughs> last week. Uh, we have Chad from Mancrafting and Jim Rumsey. So thank you very much. And as always, many, many, many thanks to our top patron, uh, Devin. We appreciate Absolutely. that a lot. Thank you. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Okay, we're going to head over to Patreon, do our after show. We'll catch you guys next time. Cheers. Thanks for listening. See ya. See ya. I remembered not to mute my mic this time at the end <laughs> so I can actually say bye. <laughs> Bye, guys.